0: welcome to the How to Love Yourself No Matter What podcast. My name is Amanda Hess, and I am a certified life coach. If you are like me, you know that self-love is important. But did you know that it's the number one thing missing when it comes to creating a life you love? Listen in, friend. I'm going to share all my secrets because you deserve to love yourself starting now. Hello. Hello. Today I have a jam packed episode that turned into a bit of a hybrid when I was having a conversation with a new basketball coach for my son. So I was going to do this podcast episode about feeling desperate and desperation and hopelessness. But when I spoke to this coach, I realized that I also want to talk about failure and what we make failure mean and the reason why I want to talk about all of it is because it really and truly is all interrelated you can't have one without the other and you know what I think we could throw into the mix is winning and succeeding because all of that all goes hand in hand desperation hopelessness failure and winning what do these all have to do with each other and a lot They have a lot to do with each other. So I was having a strategy session with a new client and we were talking about how she feels this desperation and how it's present for her and how she received one of my emails and how talking about it in the way that I talked about it was something that she really wanted to cover, this feeling of desperation. And what this woman was experiencing in her life was some failure. Where she had been working at jobs that she had been trying to create an opportunity to be promoted or to take on a new role or get the education and experience that was required to get a promotion. And what she was experiencing was a lot of failure. So she had been told no. She had been told they don't have anything like that. She felt put in her place in a lot of ways. And I think that this is a very common experience for all of us, for everybody. And the reason why it really came up for me was I was really thinking about my son and him switching his club team this year and potentially going and playing with a new team. Now, The reason why he wants to go play with the new team is because all of his friends play there, (laughs) okay? But the reason why I want him to go play there is because I think the coaching philosophy is more in alignment with what we're looking for and that it's going to help him in a way, in a big way. And one of the things that I was speaking to the head coach about was about how if my son doesn't make the A-team, the experience that he's going to have of basketball and the fears that I have that he will take that failure to make that A-team and be on the team with his friends mean that somehow he is somehow lacking and that he will then give up. And it's interesting as a coach, myself, looking at that conversation and realizing that I'm really carrying a lot of the emotion for my son on my shoulders, which I know is not effective and ultimately isn't good for me or good for him. But I think that it's normal to worry about the failure and to really look at what will happen if he fails and he doesn't make that A team, but instead is on the B team and then isn't with his friends for an entire season, which we're talking about spring. Okay. Three months. He still goes to, he still goes to school with these kids, right? but worthwhile looking at because I really was thinking about it as we were talking about how failure is a piece of the puzzle of creating the life that you want. And I don't know if my son is going to play basketball forever. I don't know if my son is going to go all the way to college basketball. That's the dream that he has for himself. He has the dream of getting all the way to the NBA. But kid doesn't, and I don't want to dissuade him from that dream. We are—you get to dream in our house household for sure. I didn't grow up necessarily in a household like that, but that is how my household is, right? So, as I was thinking about what should happen here, I can't base my decision about whether or not I put my son in a basketball club on whether or not he's going to make the A-team. Nothing about that in his future development is really worth it for him. It doesn't teach him anything good because really what he needs to learn how to do is to come up against adversity and not get the result he wants and keep the goal alive, keep the dream alive. That's how we do it. And how do I know? Because I've done that in my own life over and over again. You know, it wasn't a straight line for me to get to a place where I felt emotionally good, like I was in control, like I felt satisfied and okay with who I am, that I could, in any moment, take on a few things that I know how to do, use a few skills, and get myself to a more grounded place and not know that even if I can't feel great in this moment, that I'm not going to feel this bad forever. And for me, I had to learn that through adversity, and so will he, and so will you. That doesn't mean, however, that the people around you can't see your potential. And that doesn't mean that just because somebody else thinks you can't do it or you can't have it, that you can't do it or that you can't have it. And I don't even care if that person is an expert. I don't care if that person knows their job inside and out. They don't know you. They don't know what's capable for you. They don't know what's possible for you. You're the one that's going to figure that out. And one thing that I think grows people the most is keeping the dream alive. Because I actually think that the way that we confront an emotion like desperation is through hope. And what I see for a lot of my clients and where I see this the most is in dating is that they will go out and they will start dating. And at the beginning, they don't even want to date because they've had bad dating experiences. They've had bad relationship experiences, wherein it has really corroded their self-concept to the point where they don't feel like they could find somebody that's the right person for them. That that doesn't exist and that settling is not worth it. That's really what I see a lot of the time in dating is what I would be forcing myself to do, wouldn't have the payout that I'm looking for. And that's really because we've given up hope. We've given up hope that there are people out there that are actually awesome and amazing. And that would be such a net benefit to your life. All the good ones are not gone. Okay. That is a lie. But what I do see is a lot of my clients going out and settling. And then I have the clients that don't. And one is not better than the other. However, my clients that don't settle, they do great fucking things. And I am always in awe of them when they get there because I have been by their side as they have worked through the self-concept, worked through the self-doubt, worked through the fear, but elevated where they're reaching for to a point where they don't know how they are going to get there at all. And in fact, they have a tremendous amount of evidence to show that they won't get there. And I've seen them go up and fail and fall down. And when they fall down, it hurts. It's hard. We have calls where there's lots of crying. We have calls where there's anger. We have back and forths over WhatsApp where it is chaotic for them and difficult and they don't know how they're going to get through it. However, they do they do with my help because I show them, right? How to ground. I show them how to regulate their nervous system. I show them how to allow that emotion and I show them how to put the hope back in the game. Okay. Mixing analogies all over the place here. If you are feeling a lot of desperation, what is going on for you? Is there things, there are things that you deeply want in the world and you think you can't have them. And so You want something desperately, but have this belief that you can't have it and that it's not possible. And a lot of times for many people, what they want is quite undefined. They know they want more. They know they want better, but they don't know what that even is. And what I want to tell you is that's not a problem. And it's not the problem we're going to solve in coaching. We just don't solve that problem. What we do instead is we take a look at what are all the thoughts that I think about me? What are all the thoughts that I think about what's possible in the world? What do I, what are all my thoughts about all the other things that have happened? What are my thoughts about failure? What are my thoughts about the failures that have happened so far? Because those thoughts construct your identity. And then we really want to be aware of what they are and curious about where they come from. And at the same time, really look at what is it that I want to create for myself. And a lot of times what we want is the challenge. A lot of times is we want to be presented with the challenge and we want to try and do it. We want to be given the permission to go for something that we don't have. And that to me is the desperation. We want to go for something that we don't have, and we don't know how, and nobody believes in us, and we don't have any idea how to get out of this place other than we have this desire to do more. And I just need you to know if you're listening to this that if you have that feeling like it should be better, I should do more, it should be more than this, nothing has gone wrong. That's your ambition. That's your human ambition. Many of us have it. I had this same client. It could have been a different client, actually, now that I think about it, and it's really irrelevant, but she was telling me that she would get a job and then would be instantly unhappy with the job. And so she felt like she could never be satisfied. And that's not true either. That just says to me that you created the goal, now you're here, and now you wanna do more. And that's perfect. We are not actually meant to just set it and forget it. That's not how it works. You know, I was speaking to my business coach this week and I was saying to her that I've created all the success in my business. Like, it's amazing. All these things that I've wanted to create, all these goals that I've set, I've been meeting them and making them. And then it never feels like enough because it feels like I have to do more. And she agreed. That is actually the way that it's supposed to be. What I realized is this is what entrepreneurship looks like. We are always adjusting. We are always creating. We are always flexing and moving and trying new things. This is what I signed up for. It's not a set it and forget it thing. So embrace the journey of what it is. So I would like for you to think about what it would be like to embrace the journey of being human and experiencing both positive and negative emotion. First of all, really important many people believe that is not the way that it should be. And that's wrong. And the reason why I'm saying it's wrong, because I mean, honestly, you can believe whatever you want. We already know this, right? But the reason why I think you want to consider not leaning into that thought is because it's not the reality. I just have factual evidence from my life and every other person that I've talked to that no matter where you are in life, there are the positives and the negatives, and your brain is always going to come up with both no matter what. So negative emotion isn't something that we should be running away from. Negative emotion is something that we should be allowing and understanding because when we do, then we have the ability to keep doing things and keep trying things while not being swallowed up by negative emotion. And how I like to explain it to my clients when they're new is when we're neurodivergent, we are really sensitive, highly sensitive people. And so our emotions are stronger, than a lot of other people. This is true, we have strong emotion. So when we are moving through our life, if we have no emotional capacity and if we have no emotional literacy, then what happens is we just keep spiking emotionally and falling into a stress response. And a stress response is fight, flight, freeze, fawn. So then what we are doing is we're reacting. We're really reactive in everything that's going on for us. And it seems like life is running us. And while life is running us, in our background of our mind, what we have is I want more than this. I want to do more than this. I want to create more than this. I want something better. I want to make it better. And that's the desperation. And the desperation comes from the hopelessness of I can't do it because I'm not in charge here. I don't have any control over me. I don't have any control over my destiny and over the results. I have no control over whether or not I meet a great partner. Listen, just so you know, that's not true. That is not true. I don't have any control over how much money I make. Not true. I don't have any control over how many friends I have or the quality of my friendships. Not true. And the more that you lean into thinking that, the more desperate you're going to feel, the more hopeless you're going to feel, the more that you're going to be emotionally reactive, the more you're going to be in a stress response. And before you know it, you're in survival mode. I'm not judging that because I lived the first 40 years of my life like that. It's not that you're doing life wrong. It's just that life could be so much better. Your life could be so much better than that. And what I mean by that is we can start really just being plugged into our life when we have the opportunity to have emotional capacity so that emotions are not feeling like a nine or 10 out of 10 all the time so that those emotions feel more balanced inside of us. When those emotions feel more balanced inside of us, we can take more measured action. We can take more risks. We can start really considering, what do I want? And right now you might just know, I want more. Cool. So we're going to just go out and start experimenting with more. Just going to have some fun with it. We're just going to start looking at all the things we thought we might want to do and we might want to try and we're going to start doing it. If you're thinking about dating, you're going to start dating again. And there's some things that I really would love for you to hear if you date. The first is you need to really look at what am I saying I want? And is that what I really want? Okay. Because just having a job and being a decent human being, that's 90% of the people that you meet might meet that. Okay more specific, somebody that validates me, somebody that understands that I need a little bit more validation than maybe other people. That might be a parameter for you, bringing somebody into you. I need that. In my relationship, my husband knows I'm going to be seeking validation. I don't make that a problem. And he doesn't either. He just, he offers that to me. That's just a gift he gives me. And really thinking about what do I want a future partner to be like, I want him to be all about me. I want him to think I'm amazing. I want him to be loving. I want him to show love in X way, whatever. If we don't actually start thinking about it from the standpoint of this is what that would be amazing, then we'll never get it. And I realize that the reason why we don't is because we think that it's not possible. That's the conundrum. But where I think You can start focusing on is there is not better than here. So when you have a partner, is your life better? Yes. And in other ways, it's worse. And that's always true. So it's just a decision you're making, trying something on to see if it's something that feels like a good fit for you. When you're out in the world and dating, really finding the satisfaction in your single life, really finding the satisfaction in your dating life, and then going out and dating with this idea of, this is this thing I'm going to try and create. I'm going to try and create a partnership with somebody. And it could be really fun and amazing. As long as I make sure that I keep the qualities that I want top of mind. And that I really consider that it's not a problem if I start dating someone and it turns out they're not the right fit. And that doesn't mean that there's no good men in the world. And that doesn't mean that I don't have good judgment. And that doesn't mean that there's something wrong with me. It just means it wasn't a good fit. Next. And the same is true when you go out and you look for a job or when you're trying to upgrade your education or you're out there trying to meet new friends or you're wanting to, I don't know, get fit. It doesn't really matter. There are controllables and uncontrollables. However, your mindset when it comes to this is really important And I know for many of you listening to this podcast, what ends up happening for you is that you have had someone for years and someone's more than one person telling you that's actually not true for you and that there's actually something wrong with you. And I get that. So what we need to do is we need to reprogram your thinking. That is what's required. We need to reprogram the way that you think and at the same time, regulate your nervous system, allow emotion increase your emotional awareness, increase your emotional vocabulary doing those things together but reminding yourself that failing along the way is part of the process and I even like to think about it what if failure could be fun and you might look at me right now or listen to me and think what are you talking about however I have a very serious brain and I bet you do too my brain is very serious it likes to get to work like let's let's get into the adult part of this <laughs> okay but, Imagine what it would be like to approach failure and think, I could make this fun if I wanted to. In those moments where you have a little space and you can start really like moving this back and forth in your mind, what it does is it allows you to have a different experience of failure. And the more that you can have a different experience of failure, the more that you're going to be willing to put yourself out there and try again and keep your parameters, high. Keep the bar set super high. When you do that, if you keep going at it from that place, your life can get to be really fun. In order to be able to do that, you do need a regulated nervous system, okay? So if you're listening to this and you're in full-on survival mode, you might think that this sounds ridiculous. I get it. And that's why you should really consider investing in coaching because that is something that I work on with my clients all the time. Anytime somebody's a new client, the very beginning is spent on creating that base because it's required. And then we can start looking at what are we going to think about this? How are we going to play with this? How are we going to move this around? But also setting the bar really high and allowing ourselves to fail along the way and being creative with that failure, how we think about that failure, how we assess that failure. And at the same time, reminding ourselves that here is the same as there. I can still be happy here. I can still be grounded here. I can still be okay here. The more that you're able and willing to do that, the better your life will feel. And what you will find is actually your life becomes more fulfilling because it's more full of good things, good thoughts, good feelings, good results, you know, Looking at my son and his experience of wanting to go on to the college basketball level, I don't know if he's going to get there. But I know that if he holds that as the goal and doesn't make the failure mean anything personally about him, that he has got a much higher chance of achieving it. And that if he decides he can't have it, but secretly wants it and doesn't try for it, That will live with him ongoing. And I just want to know, what are you doing right now that is a picture of that experience? What are you letting go of that you deeply want? And what if we put it back in the stratosphere? Okay. What if we put it back in and go, okay, I'm going to get curious about how I'm going to get here, but I'm going to let that possibility be a thread, be a thought in my mind. And I'm going to start watering it. I'm going to start growing it. And I'm going to start pushing for it. Imagine what your life could be like and feel like and what it would be full of if you did that. And if you want some help doing that, what I would love for you to do is book a strategy session with me. Just go to amandahess.ca forward slash coaching and you can set it up or just come find me on Instagram. It's the Amanda Hess. Okay, my friend, that is what I've got for you today. I hope this helps you. I actually find it even inspiring for myself speaking about it. It really helps me when I am really trying to create something new. It really helps me put all the pieces back together and allows me to focus on the things that matter. So thanks for letting me talk this through and I'll see you here next time. Thanks so much for listening. You can look forward to a new episode of this podcast every week. And hey, if you like this podcast, do me a favor and leave a review. When you do, it helps this podcast grow and it allows me to help more women just like you. And if you just know that you need help putting this all together, why don't you book a free consult with me? We can talk about you and what's happening in your life and put a real plan in place to manage the stress and anxiety for good. Just head on over to amandahess.ca slash book a call to set that up.